This is our eighth session now on Ephesians 4, 1-6. And before we leave behind this phrase, with all lowliness, I had a couple of other crucial questions to ask about it. I, therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthily of the calling to which you have been called. And the first thing he mentions about that worthy walk, a walk that fits what has happened to you in your salvation and what you are called to, and the hope of your calling, the first thing he mentions is with all lowliness. I want to ask what all means, and I want to ask how do you pursue lowliness? Lowliness isn't primarily a decision. It's a disposition, something you feel. Either you have it or you don't. So how do you pursue it? Father, I pray that you would grant clarity around this word all, and that you would show us how this urging of Paul is to be pursued when it comes to the specific trait of lowliness as what we are to walk with. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This kind of phrase, all lowliness, occurs numerous times in Paul, and all of them are a little perplexing. So let's just look at the ones in Ephesians and let them uh, inform how you might understand this word all here. Here's Ephesians 1.8. God lavished grace upon us in all wisdom. All wisdom. So, all wisdom, like all of divine wisdom, all of human wisdom, all so all wisdom. Ephesians 1.21, Christ is seated far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. All rule. Probably meaning no rule omitted, since Christ is absolutely above all rule, except the rule of God and the rule of Christ. Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. All bitterness put away, all malice put away. Ephesians 5.9 The fruit of light is found in all goodness and righteousness and truth. All goodness. Ephesians 6.18 Pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer. All prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So all prayer, all perseverance, all goodness, all bitterness and malice, all rule and all wisdom, which brings us back now to all lowliness. 
So how should we take the word all? Now and then, the all must be qualified in various ways, and Paul expects us to provide the necessary clarification. So here's my suggestion, and you ponder it. I would say all in this situation, in the others, means all that is, you could use different words here, you could use needed, or I could use the word fitting. All that is needed, all that is fitting, in order to accomplish God's purposes. It seems to me that that works in all the situations. In some situations, this is absolutely all, like Christ is absolutely above all authority, outside God. And it provides for some limits. If God has aspects of lowliness that would be inappropriate and destructive to his purposes, not that. And the effect, even of that kind of, of definition of all, is, is to suggest two things. Let me write them in. The first would be to say, um, don't think minimal. In other words, when you read all lowliness, don't think, well, I'll try to get some lowliness. Or, I have a lot of lowliness. Don't think minimal. Don't think getting by, but think maximal. Do I have all the lowliness that would be good for me, all the lowliness that would glorify Christ, all the lowliness that would enable me to walk worthy of God? That's the first implication, I think. Here's another one. I think all presses us toward more fullness we have not yet known. Now, when I read read the word all in front of these words, I think Paul is saying to me, stop thinking so minimally about your life. Stop acting as though you can just get by. Think maximally. Think more. That would be my attempt to come to terms with the word all. And this more, then, implies a pursuit. And that, I mentioned at the beginning, was another question I wanted to ask. Since lowliness is really, if it's going to be authentic, you can't just be a proud person and decide, I'm going to call myself lowly. Lowliness is something you are reflexively. It's, it's either authentic and real because you feel that way, or it's not. And, and yet we're told to pursue it. So how do you pursue lowliness? And I would just mention three things. One, pray. Ask for it. 
That's the most basic task. If you detect in yourself arrogance and uppityness and pushiness and uh, trying to always have the last word and be seen better than others and not being a servant and very little evidence of humility in your life, plead with God, oh, grant me lowliness. Secondly, I think it implies, that is, the pursuit implies, um, consider, I should choose a stronger word, I suppose, your calling. Because that's the point. Worthily of your calling results in lowliness. Well, you can't become fit for your calling if you have no idea what your calling is. It won't have any spiritual or psychological effect on your mind and your heart if you're utterly ignorant about what this is. That's what I tried to do last time was was focus on eight ways that when you look at the calling, it produces lowliness. So consider, stare at, behold, fix your gaze on, ponder, meditate. That's number two. And then finally, the third thing we do is let it have its humbling effect. Now, by let, I don't mean primarily give it permission. I mean, as you ponder, as you consider, be praying and be open to the change that will be wrought in your heart by this consideration through prayer and the Holy Spirit. So let's all long for more, be maximally oriented because of the all in front of this word lowliness, so that we are able to walk worthily of our calling, beginning with a real authentic lowliness of heart.